0: Hello and welcome to the newest edition of Just Saying Sports with Drake and Sean. I am Sean, uh, running solo again today, talking about baseball. Um, Trade deadline was this past Wednesday. Um, It really got hectic there near 4 o'clock and right after 4 o'clock at the deadline. So I'm coming to you today to give you kind of a breakdown of some of the 10, 11 biggest deals, biggest moves that got made, and some news and notes just on the trade deadline of players that you probably have heard of that moved teams. So we're going to get right into that now starting with Houston Astros trading for Zach Greinke. So the Astros went ahead and got Zach Greinke at the deadline adding to their rotation creating a super team of pitchers I am starting going to call Verkolke. um, Verlander, Garrett Cole, and Zach Greinke. Houston gave up a lot but not as much as I thought they would have had to to get Zach Grinke. They kept Forrest Whitley and they kept Kyle Tucker, who are their top two prospects. They ended up moving some others who are in their top ten in uh, J.B. Bo- J. Bukowskis, uh, Corbin Martin, and Seth Beer. Seth Beer, I think, might end up being the most MLB-ready out of them at this moment in time um, this year across a. A plus plus and double a ball he's hit 309 with a 973 ops 25 home runs um walk out to strike ratio is not great 38 walks to 88 strikeouts but he's a power hitter who's hitting for average in the minors right now and that should play well in arizona uh corbin martin is the next guy uh he had tommy john this july honestly and had decent numbers in triple a um he had three on three era 88 uh, walks, 45 strikeouts. and the MLB, his numbers were not great this year. 5.59 ERA, 12 walks, and 19 strikeouts in five games. So that's 19.19 19 in and out innings. So he's going to have to come back from Tommy John, and we'll see what he looks like after. J.B. Bukowskis is a guy who I thought the Tigers were going to take a few years ago, and they ended up with, I think it was the year they took Fajado, and that is you know, he's worked out good for Houston so far. He's not had a great year this year at all. His numbers right now five point two five ERA, um, one five eight walks for earnings pitch and his ERA and is not uh, it's bad, but when you look at his FIP fielding independent pitching at four point three six, it's below his ERA, which means he's getting a little bit unlucky. Um well the last part about Bukowskis is he has a very high strikeout rate And a very high walk rate and a very high hits allowed rate. So he is kind of all over the place as a pitcher in terms of effectiveness. Um, The last guy that Arizona gets back is Josh Rojas. He is a utility player. He can play infield, he can play outfield. And I think it might be the guy that Houston sold high on. I think he's put up his best. He put up his best numbers, I believe, to date um, this season. In terms of power, in terms of strikeouts, in terms of everything, he's pulled it all together this year in Double A AA and Triple A. The only thing I, with him is he's 25 years old. And he's never made a big league debut, so he, he he could turn out to be another great utility player for Arizona. You know, they've got a lot of guys that play all over the place, and just to give you an idea of Greenkey's numbers on the season and why you see four plus prospects being sent back for him he's at a 290 era a, a whip at 0.95 a, f- a fip at 3.2 which is good a, a 3.9 sierra which is good for a pitcher his strikeouts are 135 so he's got an 146 innings pitches 8.3 k per nine and only 21 walks in that whole time span so zach rinke is a special pitcher he's pulled it all back together now and he's going to houston where he's going to receive some very good pitch coaching, which has helped guys like Verlander and Cole and, you know, even Aaron Sanchez, who we're going to talk about later. But next up, we're going to move to the Miami-Arizona trade, which is a prospect for prospect trade. Uh, Zach Gallon and Jazz Chisholm, who was Arizona's number one prospect, uh, he goes to Miami. Zach Gallon, a pitching prospect who's about to expire his rookie eligibility, um, moves to Arizona. With a 0.71 whip, which is amazing. 17 walks to 112 strikeouts. These are AAA numbers for Zach Gallon. Um, 11 Ks per nine. That's outrageous. It's amazing. Um, his MLB numbers are not as great, but they are still good for a rookie pitcher. 272 ERA, 1.18 whip, uh, 3.58 fit, 43 strikeouts and 36 and a th- uh, third innings pitched which is good for a 10.7 k per 9. It's a, he's been a, a good pitcher this year for Miami. Going back to Miami is Jazz Chisholm who is in the middle of his worst season right now in his minor, major league career. You look at his batting average this season is 2.04 um with a OPS of 732 that's not good you know look going back and looking at his numbers in 2018 with the Diamondbacks backs and a ball um it's a bit of a, it's not a fair comparison because he was in double a this year and he was in a ball last year but his batting average was a lot higher he, he led the minors i believe last year for short stops with home runs with 25 i think was the stat that i saw his strikeout rate has always been high but it's just the highest it's ever been the, the, so far this season so he's going to have to figure some things out out to work in Miami just to round out some of the trades that Arizona made is they sent Jose Calabello Cabello I think believe that's what I'm saying um, he's a low risk But they sent him I'm sorry he, they sent him to Seattle for Mike Leak Mike Leak this year is a 472 ERA 473 um, FIP which is basically the same thing when you when you're getting down to the into the numbers uh, 19 walks to 100 strikeouts and they got back, as I mentioned, Jose Caballero, who has been a nothing prospect, in my opinion, for Arizona. Um, this is a low-risk, high-reward potential trade where they're going to get back Mike Leak for the rest of the season, and maybe he fills that role of Grinky with Gallon and can help them into a wild-card spot. Um, and that's what they're going to try and go for. Um, next up, we're going to talk about another the other trade that Houston made, which was sending Derek Fisher to Toronto, and then they get back Aaron Sanchez, Joe Biagini, and Cal Stevenson. Um, Derek Fisher never really got the consistent time that he needed in Houston to get it going. Um, This season, his power's gone down, his strikeout percentage has gone down too, which is a plus, but he's only got a 675 OPS right now he was never going to get consistent playing time. When you look at, you know, Jordan Alvarez, Michael Brantley, when you add in all the other guys that are in Houston's outfield, there wasn't a spot for him, which in my opinion, makes this trade good for Houston. Cause you're moving a guy that's not going to get playing time for players who can help your team. Toronto just, they messed up this trade. They gave up way too much. You look at Aaron Sanchez, who was in Cy Young talks a few years ago. Um, got a start for Houston, I believe, two two nights ago or a night ago, and he's part of a no-hitter. Um, as soon as pitchers get to Houston, they figure it out. It's it's really amazing. He's not had good numbers at all this season. They're hoping that Houston, once they get him in that system, they can get him back to 2015, 2016 Aaron Sanchez, which is obviously something that has already happened. <laughs> um, another guy who was part of that no-hitter, I believe, was Joe Biagini, who was a relief pitcher for toronto now he's with houston and he's had decent numbers this year 378 era 134 whip uh 17 strikeouts to 50 strike uh, 17 walks to 50 strikeouts and 15 innings pitched and he's been good for the blue jays And there you know houston's hoping that he can carry it over and work with them the last guy they got back was cal stevenson um, he's a 10th round pick from 2018 he's hit 300 uh, 780 OPS, 18 extra base hits in 90 games, and I believe, I believe in rookie ball. So we're just going to see what happens with him. As of right now, he's just kind of a throw in. Um, the Braves, next on the list. Braves, they add Mark Melanson from San Francisco. Um, the guys that they get back are Dan Winkler and Tristan Beck. Those guys go to San Francisco. Tristan Beck is in the middle of not a great season. 532 ERA, 158 whip. And Dan Winkler, right now, 27 games, 21.21 and two thirds innings pitched. So, not a huge sample size that I can make any assumptions off of. He's been, had decent numbers for Atlanta in the past in the minor league. So, the Braves add Mark Melanson and start working on that bullpen. Um, next up, we're going to come to the Cubs, who made a weird trade with San Diego. They sent Carl Edwards, who was having probably his worst year as a major leaguer. For um, Brad Week, I believe that's how you say it. I apologize if that's not correct. Um, both guys have ERAs, just about six. Carl Edwards has the whip at 1.11, where Week's at 1.42. They've got about the same amount of walks and just strikeouts when you look at him in terms of innings pitched. I, I just don't understand it from a Cubs sense because Carl Edwards Jr. has been a good reliever for them. He's not a free agent till 2023, I've never heard of Brad Week, and I don't know why this trade was made. Um, next on the list, Toronto. They kind of goofed up another trade, in my opinion, the Marcus Stroman trade. They sent the guy with an ERA under three, um, his best FIP, 3.52 since his rookie season, uh, 35 walks to 95 strikeouts. And they got back two guys who I'm not really super high on. One's Anthony Kaye. He's 24 years old. And in double A this season was 149 ERA, a whip under one, a FIP at 2.73, and more than um, a strikeout per inning, which is a good benchmark. They moved him up to triple A and everything exploded. Um, ERA is north of 6.5 now. His whip is north of 1.6. His FIP is north of 6. 11 walks to 26 strikeouts and 31 innings pitched. So he's under that strikeout per nine innings now. Which is not good when you're looking at a guy who, like I mentioned, is in his age twenty-four season in Triple A. There's just some things that you would hope have been figured out by now. Uh, but the other guy was Simeon's Woods Richardson, who is a four point five two ERA, one point one two one WHIP, um, a FIP at two point five, which is kind of odd when you look at how high the ERA is. He uh, appears to be pitching better than his ERA, which is good. Um, Ninety-seven strikeouts and 78 in seventy-eight and third innings pitched. The thing with Simeon Woods Richardson is, I believe, let me look it up real quick. I believe he's only been in rookie ball or A ball this year, which is not ideal because he's. Oh, I'm sorry. I had his age wrong in my mind. He's 18 years old and he is in A, A ball this year. Well, so that's good. Those numbers are do check out for an 18 year old in A ball. Um, now we're going to circle back to some of the bigger trades and. And when I say bigger trades, I mean bigger trades in my world. And that's going to include the Tigers trade. And we're going to go over the three-team trade that happened first between Cleveland, Cincinnati, and San Diego, where I believe Cleveland fleeced everybody involved. Cincinnati gets Trevor Bauer. Um, had his best year of his career in 2018. Outside of that, he's been a completely average pitcher his career. And he's proved that this season. Um, He's also not, he's a weird dude. Let's just put it at that. He makes some weird remarks, does some weird things, has weird routines, and he hasn't really done anything outside of last season that's warranted him being a number one pitcher. San Diego in this trade gets back Cincinnati's number one prospect. That's Taylor Trammell, who has had not a great year. But he has been good at the futures game the past two years. He's shown that these numbers are kind of more outliers than the truth. When you start looking at it, his numbers are for Cincinnati through the year were 236 average with a 686 OPS. But I think he's going to be better than those numbers once they get him into the Padres system. Now, what they gave up in return for taylor Tremell. when you start breaking it down on who gave up what san diego essentially traded taylor tramell for logan allen going to cleveland and victor nova going to cleveland um i'm gonna be honest i like logan allen better than taylor Tremell. i've liked logan allen longer going back to the podcast i did last year on the san diego padres farm system logan allen was my favorite guy on that list um, last year, he was 14-6 and six in the minors with a 2.5 ERA, a 1.08 whip. Um, he had 151 strikeouts and 148 and two-thirds innings across double-A AA and triple-A. This year, numbers in triple-A were not good. Numbers in Major League Baseball have not been good in his limited appearances he's made. But I I still like Logan Allen better than Taylor Trammell. Uh Cleveland also got back Yasiel Puig, which was great. Um, Framiel Reyes, who I forgot to mention, also went from San Diego to Cleveland. Um, I mentioned Logan Allen. Victor Nova, who is a small sample size in 2019, hasn't played a lot, but has some good numbers. Cleveland also gets back Scott Moss, who is another pitcher, who same thing as Victor Nova, a small sample size so far in 2019, but he's got some good numbers. Um, Cleveland, I think, won this trade, and it wasn't even close. You're getting Puig and Reyes, two guys who have been – everyday players for them since the trade a plus pitching prospect in Logan Allen and you're getting two lottery chips in Nova and Moss. Um, And you're only having to give up Trevor Bauer to get that. And Cincinnati is only having to give up Yasiel Puig and Scott Moss for Trevor Bauer, which I think in the long run is kind of fair. But San Diego I don't think they needed to be involved with this trade. They kind of They're getting the top prospect and Trammell back, but at what cost when you're giving up a guy who's major league ready in Reyes, a guy who's about to be major league ready in Allen, and a flyer prospect in Nova. So I think that Cleveland won this trade by a landslide, and Cincinnati's going to get what they're going to get out of Bauer, and San Diego got Trammell with top prospect, but I don't think they needed to be involved in that trade. So getting to the Tigers trades that they made. Um I saved these for last because I think they have the most to say about them. They send Shane Green to Dallas, or not Dallas, I'm sorry, Atlanta, for Joey Wentz and Travis DiMariti. I'm not sure how to say his name. I haven't heard it yet, so I apologize. Uh Demerit, I believe, might be correct. Who knows? I'm sorry. Um Shane Green this year, one point one eight ERA, zero point eight seven whip. 42 strikeouts to 12 walks and 38 innings pitched. He is 22 for 25 in save situations. Only three blown saves on the year. You're looking at probably one of the better relievers that got traded at this trade deadline. And you get back Joey Wentz, who was a top 15 prospect for Atlanta with a 4.72 ERA, 1.31 whip, a FIP um, at 4.37. 100 strikeouts in 103 innings and 45 walks so far his record on the season is five and eight through 20 games i know i know wins and losses aren't a real big thing for pitching prospects or pitchers in general but i thought i'd throw it in and travis Demerrit, um he's got multiple people who have said he's a plus defensive player at multiple positions he's going to play um, he already has. He's joined the Tigers right away after the trade. He's gotten off to a good start. His AAA numbers, he's in the middle of his best season when he was traded with a 286 batting average and 944 OPS. He finally found some power this year, and he's got 20 home runs when he was traded to 51 walks with 106 strikeouts, which is basically the way baseball is trending, so I don't really worry about that. I just think there was more to be had. In this situation with Shangrian. You're giving the Braves who are in major league contention for a playoff spot for the World Series, and you're getting back two guys from them who one wasn't even a top thirty in demerit, and the other one was Joey Wentz, who has been a good prospect for them, but at the same time I don't know, it just it's underwhelming. It's they got I just I go back and forth a lot with this as if they did get a decent return for the situation, yes. But don't you... Alavilan needs to start getting more out of these trades. He really does. Or, I know they just gave him an extension, but it's not. he's not the guy for the Tigers. I'm sorry. He needs to be fired. He needs to be getting rid of because there's been multiple trades that have happened where he hasn't gotten max value back. J.D. Martinez is one we still haven't seen what Dual Lugo is long term in the majors. Um, who knows what about the other guys either? It's just not worked out. He's not good at trading guys. He needs to be fired. If that's part of building a major league team, and he hasn't done great with it. On the flip side of that, though, he got probably more than most people believed he could have gotten positions outside. Just not looking at positions when you look at the Castellanos trade. He got two guys who are in the Cubs top 30 he basically got a better return for Castellanos than he did for Shane Green so I don't know how that happens they're both pitchers which is something that Detroit does not need but when you look at the numbers Alex Lang hasn't been good at all this year got ERA at six a whip in the one six area uh, not good but once you get maybe a change of location will help him he's also pitched at the level that he was at with the Cubs for the first time this year I believe. Um, Paul Richin, who is the other pitcher that we got back, a little bit more solid numbers. A 4 ERA, a 3.52 FIP, 86 strikeouts to so 93 innings pitched. A little bit better. Um, so when you look at it for the Tigers, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, they held on to Matt Boyd, who probably could have gotten them the most back. Um, I read an article today that they were pressing themselves out of the Matt Boyd deal by asking for two or three or even four in some cases top prospects from teams and some guys who were just ridiculous to ask for, including like, uh, Torres. So I don't know. The Tigers need to figure out what they want to do for the future. Cause right now it's, it's looking like a return to the mid two thousands, which early two thousands, which is not good. So lastly, to finish out this episode, we're going to just talk, I'm going to read off some trades that happened. Some guys you might know the names of, um, Chicago Cubs traded with Houston. They got Tony Kemp and sent Maldonado to Houston. The A's traded for Tanner Roark and sent Jameson Hanna to Cincinnati. The Giants got Scooter Jeanette from Cincinnati for cash considerations. The Twins made a good move, in my opinion, and they got Sam Dyson, a relief pitcher from San Francisco, for two guys I hadn't heard of, and they weren't in any top 30 lists, so I'm not going to mention them. Um, and the Dodgers didn't really do anything big of note, but they didn't end up making a trade for Adam Kolaric from Tampa Bay. And in return, they sent back a guy who has been kind of rocketing up their system, Nico Holzier. And I think this is going to be the only move. I mean, Obviously it's the only move the Dodgers made for their bullpen. So we'll, they seem to be confident with what they have in their bullpen. So we'll see if that helps them finally in the world series and playoffs this season. So that is going to be it today, folks. Um Yes. Yeah trade deadline happened there's no august trade deadline so that was it for major league baseball in terms of player movement for the season so we're going to start getting into some playoff pushes some watching of standings and baseball is about to get exciting for the rest of the year so that'll do it um i am sean dwyer this is just saying sports remember to follow us on twitter at just saying sport uh, i am at dwyer se3 and i have jake's I can't remember it, but I had his Twitter handle tagged in both of our pages, the Facebook or I'm no, sorry, the Twitter page for the podcast and my Twitter page. So, go ahead and give us a follow, um give us a tweet, send ask us something, some questions, ask us what you want to hear, and we're going to get ready to bring you college football and NFL previews hopefully next weekend and the two weekends after. So, you're going to have a lot of football coming from us soon, hopefully if we can figure out a schedule. So, That'll do it for today. I am Sean DeWire. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.